0: The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Welcome back to In The Corner I am, of course, Benny Mac, as the lovely voiceover man says. It is the Wednesday edition of In The Corner. So you all know what that means. From across the pond joining me, OMG, it's Tyler. How are you, buddy?
1: Yeah, I'm back. Uh, it's always a fun time to join you, Benny, and it is In The Corner. You've made the tag. I am here for you. And uh, let's just get this thing started and rolling. I am just so pumped up. I'm ready to go. Let's talk some wrestling. Absolutely. I'm glad. Uh, well, a little side note quickly. <clears throat> Ironically,
0: we will. I don't know if anybody saw. I don't think I've released it actually yet. Tyler. I just realized I don't think I've posted the picture yet, but we're going to be releasing some side rants. We were talking about it last week where we uh, did some stuff off air. and We were just talking, and having a laugh. And before we knew it, we'd been talking for 35 minutes. Um, we, and, we did. And we should have actually recorded it because some of the stuff we were talking about was, well, at least we found it funny. Hopefully you would have as well. I, I
1: thought it was hilarious. I don't care what anybody thinks. I, oh, I think there our he show's is. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I get tired of you know all these people you know getting all excited on Twitter. It's time to bring some heat, and I'm here for you. Oh, so man. Uh, you wanted to bring controversy. You wanted to see if <laughs> this guy was nice. Well, he's not. I'm oh. here to tell you I'll turn heel whenever you need me to. to. Oh,
0: heel Tyler, that's got to be done. Heel <laughs> Tyler is going to be done. But yeah, um at some point, I don't know when they're going to come out, but we are before we start recording the show, where as soon as we get on the call, we record it and we just see what comes out. Hopefully sometimes they're good enough to come out, but there will be little bonus episodes coming out. I want to say in a couple of weeks probably. Um I don't know how many. When, they're, they're not. They're not going to be scheduled. They're just going to come out when they're available. Um, it's going to be a surprise. And they're ten stars, by the way. Oh, hey, up then I don't know about that first one when we just recorded. But
1: yeah, okay, yeah, ten stars. I agree with Tyler. They're ten stars. <laughs> hey, you got to make it a very special. Uh, people are going to love this stuff. Hopefully, uh, we, so. We yeah. Didn't have to, yeah, we we didn't have to make any deals. Uh, that, that's between us, but. But
0: yeah, in the corner, side rants, look out bonus episodes. They will come out when they come out. Um, no particular day, they will just drop in the feed and they might be three minutes long. They might be five minutes long. They might be half an hour long. I have no idea. Uh, to be honest, it's just side rants of whatever's going on that week. I
1: guess (laughs) I don't really know. I suppose. Yeah. Whatever we decide, uh, you know, and out of respect to to Benny, whatever he thinks, and I'm going to join him and follow his lead and, uh, we'll have you laughing, crying and, uh, you'll probably be disgusted with me by the end of it, but that, that's okay. <laughs> I'll do whatever I need to do for the show and for its success. Well, and you can uh, send your hate tweets to me at Tyler 86 Nice, nice plug. And speaking of uh, doing t- anything to
0: get it done, lie, cheat, and steal. Some nice segue there, D- uh, Tyler. I only called you Dustin then. Yeah, it was. Uh, but obviously 17 years ago, um, a couple of days ago, actually, by the time this comes out, um, Eddie Guerrero Passed away seventeen years ago, man. I, it's it's that's hard to believe. It's mental, or it's not strange. But that's the wrong thing to say, but there aren't many for real. For real yeah, there aren't many people um, outside your own family that you know. You've always you always admire somebody, or you always enjoy their work or whatever. Eddie Guerrero. I guarantee you, if I was ever an actor and I needed to cry on a, on a set. Show me that uh, tribute video they showed on SmackDown uh, all those years ago for him. Try like a baby, man, and I can almost guarantee you, I will be crying on cue when you show me that promo package because I, I, I see old clips of Eddie doing stuff and um, I I miss that guy. I miss that guy being in the ring or being around wrestling.
1: Yeah, I miss him so much. Uh, that that was very sad. I think everybody just had tears in their eyes because you realize just how much Eddie loved his family. Uh, outside of wrestling. He, I mean, he grew up in the business because of his lineage of being the uh, second-generation uh, star that he was. And you could already tell in any promotion just how uh, talented and just what a legend he was going to become and, and already was showing the signs of that when uh, referencing Eddie. And uh, 17 years ago, that that's astounding to me. It's hard to believe and, and fathom even. And uh, yeah, anytime they show highlights and, and watching his matches to prepare for at least a few of those for this segment was hard because it takes you back to a, a happier time to know he was still with us. He was alive, but at yeah. least his memory does endure his legacy, which was encouraging, I guess, in a unique way. And uh, I can't wait to uh, share some of our, our very fun memories of uh, Latino Heat Eddie Guerrero. I mean, I, I mean, I'll throw it out right there now. I mean, when, I mean, for me, I'll tell you when
0: my my first time I saw Eddie Guerrero was uh, obviously in two thousand. The radicals came over, Eddie Guerrero being one of them, and that was my first real exposure to Eddie Guerrero. And I was, oh, who's this guy? You know, and um, the group that they were in, the radicals, D. Malenko, uh, you know, Perry Saturn, um, obviously Benoit. That's a different. We're not going to talk about all that, but that's who came over. Um, so that was really my first uh, exposure to Eddie Guerrero. And then uh, Latino heat and obviously with China, it was the first real sort of uh, once he healed his elbow, because I didn't realize this at the time. I remember one week seeing him out and the next week he had us um, uh, like a sling on or whatever, but he popped his elbow, didn't he? Uh, he did a frog splash on Smackdown and he popped his he elbow. Did. And I saw a clip years later and I was, oh my God, man. <laughs> that,
1: how did that guy still not, I'd be, freaking screaming I think to be honest but um I, I think we all would it, it just shows you how tough uh, those wrestlers were and, and still are
0: yeah I mean what was your first what was the first match you ever saw Eddie Guerrero and if you if you if you can remember I don't remember his first match but I do remember the first time I saw him uh in
1: WWF at the time I can't remember the first match I saw Eddie Guerrero wrestle I do know my first exposure of hearing about Eddie was in WCW, before WWE, okay. during the uh, mid to late 90s. One of my favorite matches was uh, from a WCW Starcade pay-per-view from 1997 that featured Eddie. Of course, he was the Cruisingweight Champion, but he took on Dean Malenko. You talked about the Radicals. They, they had great rivalries uh, with one another. And, uh, you know, Eddie's facials made you laugh then. You could see early shades of what Latino heat, the the uh, newer persona that Eddie would have later on. And technically, Dean could be in the category alone. That's why they call him a man of a thousand holes or whatever. But <laughs> Guerrero yeah. and Dean, Dean just knew each other so well. And they're, they're effortless in transitions, you know, between uh, the action uh, when talking about Malenko and Eddie, and, and Eddie retained another memory. Uh, would have to be, and this is going to the WWE now, was that title match where Eddie beat Brock Lesnar at No Way Out 2004. Uh, You know, Lesnar tried playing the mind games, and he was dominant. You know, Eddie um, helped him shine being the younger guy. And, you know, that's one thing that Eddie Guerrero deserves a lot of accolades for. He assisted getting the younger guys over. He did his job as the more experienced veteran. And Eddie could always outsmart his opponents, and Brock inadvertently hits the referee with the when he gave, of me, Guerrero the F5. Yeah. And Brock grabbed the championship, and then Goldberg speared Lesnar, and it he rolled over on Brock, but it wasn't until uh, the DDT on the title by Guerrero and the Frog Splash, and Eddie had won, I think, his first WWE World Championship, maybe his first ever world title. It uh, was, maybe it, you it, can help me out. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, it was his first ever – um, in terms of WWE, I think was his first ever heavyweight championship. I believe. Um, I know in WCW he was. I think he was a United States champion. Yeah, he may have been United States. He's a one-time United States heavyweight champion. He's a two-time cruiserweight champion. Uh, he won the United States Championship tournament in '96, um, and they did like a, th- a tournament um, World Cup of Wrestling. As well, I'm not. I think he won it, but I yeah, can't they remember, did. But I can't remember if he if he won it or not. <laughs> to be honest with you,
1: see, I can't remember. It's not that we didn't do our homework, but you got to realize Eddie Guerrero has been wrestling since such a young age because of his family's background, and he's covered so many promotions, ECW as well. I I think, and I mean, he's covered a lot of ground, so it's hard to recall every memory. This was only a few. There there were so many other matches, whether it's NWCW or or WWE, especially uh, just that, were great, they were classics instantly.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I remember the I didn't see when I say I remember because I, of getting into wrestling, you get people who give you tapes or DVDs uh, well, tapes to begin with when I started, and then DVDs later on. But um, the uh, I think it was a two out of three fours match in ECW against Dima again, so before the WCW days um for a company and i want to
1: go back and watch that one because i when uh pulling up and doing some research the star k match was on there but since you brought that up i did see an ecw match and i bet that's the same one the two out of three falls between malenko and guerrero and ecw
0: i believe it was their last match in the company before they went to wcw um and for you know you know we all know what well, anybody's a wrestling fan in general will, you know, to a, to a certain age will know or at least heard the smatterings of ECW chants. But for a company that was, you know, extreme championship wrestling and the tables and, you know, it's been said many times, but, you know, for them to just go out there and wrestle and the fans still eating it up is, uh, you know, I think it says a lot, not only about the company to let them do it, but also the fact that they could do it in front of quite a hardcore
1: fan base, really. So. Um, it's remarkable uh, the way you laid it out. It's true because ECW, you know, they had their their good technical and, and scientific matches. They they brought in Lucha Libre, the Japanese style of wrestling, as well. You know, you think of Shane Douglas, he was uh, thought of as much more the traditional wrestler that could do the chain wrestling, and and that's what you had with uh, Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero. They were just on a whole nother level, with all due respect, and. I mean, you could see signs of greatness, and I think Eddie Guerrero was previously uh, brought in by Bill Watts to WCW for a short run, but it wasn't until that late 90s run that I got acquainted with him.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, there's so much to go back in the archive of to see these guys um, wrestling, not just Eddie Guerrero, but, you know, Dean Malenko as well. You know, um, I, I, I never quite, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say Dean Malenko's running WWE was bad but it he didn't quite he was i think he was the light heavyweight champion at one point so he did you know get gold while he was there but it I, but the group were radicals at the time aligning themselves with the uh Hunthurst helmsley it was it the helmsley regime i think they called it back then um so for them yeah to be all, be, so. all linked in like that was uh was actually quite good i remember watching obviously then you had steve austin come back and stuff that's a different podcast in itself but um yeah some great stuff in there um in terms of WWE, Eddie Guerrero is the sixth, sixth Grand Slam champion, 11th Triple Crown champion. Uh, he won a 15-man SmackDown Royal Rumble in 2004. Um, he's been the WWE United States champion. Uh, he's obviously, he went in the Hall of Fame in 06, obviously. Um, he has been a four-time WWE Tag Team champion um, with Chavo uh, twice, Tajiri once and Rey Mysterio once, I think. Um, no, you're right. That, that sounds all correct. Yeah. The WWF Incidental Championship, he's a two time. One of the best matches I remember off the top of my head was a raw against Rob Van Dam in a ladder match. Um, I, if you haven't seen that, I recommend that, although I don't know whether they would have kept it in, but at the time, I think they did quite well on TV to avoid it. A fan jumped the ring and p- tried to push Eddie off the ladder. Don't jump the ring, people. Don't jump over cross. Yeah, don't do that. That that. that is being
1: idiotic, and you deserve getting your your tail kicked. No, I I don't.
0: Normally, I'd be like, what are you doing? But you've crossed over. These guys don't know whether you're going to just get in and give them a high five, or they don't know. So they're going to defend themselves. So, as far as I'm concerned, you jump
1: the (laughs) guardrail. It, whatever happens to you happens to you <laughs> it's a you deserve it and yeah. you get yours and don't whine about it afterwards that's the Absolutely. way i look at it I, i'm with you yeah. uh, but no I, I think i remember that match but i still need to go back and review it so that that's no, dude, another honestly, one I'm,
0: I'm glad you mentioned we'll have to maybe just do
1: maybe maybe we should have done that instead we'll go through some of it i don't
0: know what the that's a good idea let's do that i'm just making this up on the fly as you are no tyler uh, but in the corner i think it's brilliant yeah in the corner Ladies and gents, the audience, we need you. We need you to get those claps going so we can get the hot tag going. But we need, what are your favourite Eddie Guerrero matches? And it can be from any company he was in. If you've seen older stuff, newer stuff, whatever. Uh, so let us know on Twitter at In The Corner WWE, or even email us. Email the e- try again, man. Email the show at in the corner WWE at gmail.com. Um, and we'd love to know what some of your favourite Eddie Guerrero moments and matches are. Actually, and we'll, you know, maybe we'll do that on a side rant. Maybe I don't know, but um
1: yeah help us out I, yeah. I think it's important to get the uh, wrestling community involved and just like benny said i concur any favorite eddie guerrero matches it, it could be wwe wcw ecw maybe some promotions not everybody knows about that eddie had some great matches in uh yeah let us know keep us informed i don't know
0: if there's been many of these but eddie guerrero obviously was the united states heavyweight champion in wcw legitimately and he was also the WWE United States champion as well. So that bout is, you know, continued to grow its legacy. Um, a bout I miss big time, and I'm not just saying it as a European <laughs> in the UK. The European title, he was a two-time European champion. And he had that quite a bit during his Latino heat run, I believe. And then obviously he's a one-time WWE champion. I'd like to have believed that, because he won the title in 2004, didn't he? Yeah, that and, was 2004. Oh, uh, and then he passed away in 2005 in, the, in the November. Um, I'd have liked to believe that if he was still with us, that one time championship wouldn't just be a one time, maybe a three or a four or five time. I don't even know, but I would like to think that Eddie Guerrero would have gone on to, you know, be a multiple time world heavyweight champion, whether it be WWE, world heavyweight, universal, whatever. I'd like to think that he would have been on top of the WWE mountain again, going down the lines. He was doing some great stuff. With oh, he, it was and all that back phenomenal then, you know, before he went, um, but yeah. Uh the Lie Cheat the lie. St- I can't I can't even get my words out now. Uh Lie, Cheats and Steals, uh gimmick he did with Chavo, then obviously on his own was brilliant. Um one of my favourite moments to this day. And and that I will say WrestleMania uh oh WrestleMania twenty, there we go, WrestleMania twenty, yes, that's right. Um when he went against Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle was the challenger. I wanted yeah. Eddie to win so much, but in my head, I was like, I think Angle's going to walk out with this. But the f- to fake the uh, injured ankle after Angle had the ankle lock on him, undo the boots, kick it off.
1: It was so uh, genius.
0: And the, even to the point where Eddie goes, oh, shit. He, you can see him on camera doing it. He might, he might have mouthed it, but he mouthed it so well that he goes, oh, shit. Angle gets in the ring. Eddie rolls him up. <laughs> he does use the ropes and then he wins, and there's nothing wrong with the ankle. That was the first time in years at that point, uh, Tyler, where I'd actually jumped out of my seat as a younger man and going, yeah,
1: I was really excited. It made you react because he was your guy, and as much as we respected Angle, Eddie Guerrero just had so much momentum with uh, having these championships, or at least even if he didn't have a title, they were pushing him, and it was uh, nice to see. And
0: Talk about a dream
1: match, though. Yeah, Yeah, Angle and Guerrero. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, I found out after I went because of obviously it was obviously it's been seventeen years and stuff. I, I don't know whether this is true, but it was a rumor that I picked up online. And apparently, the original plans for Mania twenty two should have Eddie still been around. And I gutted. I, I did I, in my head. This is gonna. This would be an amazing match. But apparently, he was supposed to take on Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania twenty two, um, and that would have been Michaels versus Eddie. But obviously, Eddie didn't make it to Mania because he passed away in the November. But apparently, that was what the plans were originally. But then plans change all the time. But imagine Eddie versus Shawn Michaels. They do.
1: I know. Can you imagine uh, if Eddie could have just lived you know, even a little longer? I wish he would have lived forever. It's a shame that he passed so young. But to have that Shawn Michaels, HBK taking on Guerrero, they would have tore the house down.
0: I just feel like they would have
1: pulled something out of the hat
0: and I don't know what it would have been <laughs> but I just feel like it one of those matches that, weirdly it's one of those matches that I'd never even thought of in my own head, but as soon as I heard it I went oh, it's, it was the only time I've ever really felt that was when I forget what year it must have been a few years after well, the, actually no, it would have been not long after probably Eddie's passing, but they did that gold rush tournament for the heavyweight championship um, and on Benjamin's in the ring we don't know who the rest of the people are in the tournament. And then Shawn Michaels' music came on. And I was like, damn, this is going to be a good match. Um, so, And obviously the finish of that, I don't know if you've ever seen it. and Benjamin trying to jump off the top rope <laughs> into oh, a I flying have. super kick. Well, the super kick from Shawn Michaels. What yeah, a it freaking was It was incredible.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, what a spot.
0: So, yeah, Shawn Michaels and Eddie Guerrero for me would have... I think we would talk about it like we talk about... Michaels and Taker at 25, I think I feel like it would be that level of
1: match. Um, Oh, it it would be. There's no doubt in my mind with all certainty that we would be discussing it just like we would Taker, Michaels, or any other great match if we got Guerrero versus Michaels.
0: Yeah, I just feel like it would have been amazing, but it's unfortunately it is what it is, I suppose. Uh, But yeah, 17 years ago, um, well, well, a few days past now, but uh, 17 years, we miss Eddie. I, you know, that guy, every, yeah, time see, every time I see clips of him doing the chair where he throws the chair at the opponent and cowers down like he's been hit by the chair, and it's just, we saw a bit of remnants of that of, um, Rey Mysterio a few weeks ago on SmackDown doing it with Gunther, and it did bring a smile to my face. Not because Eddie, Rey's doing it, obviously, and obviously we know the history between Ray and Eddie, but, um, I know a lot of people are going to be screaming at me right now, by the way, I got to mention the Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio at Halloween Havoc in WCW. I have seen that match and it was a great match. Um, so, but yeah, uh,
1: yeah, no, you get a You got to uh, bring up anytime Rey Mysterio and Eddie got to uh, face each other and knowing one, how much they, they truly respected the other and, uh, the admiration from his peers and from, you know, fans like ourselves. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, we, we, miss Eddie Guerrero every day and, and every time you watch somebody that was influenced by him or was a friend to Eddie and, and seeing Mysterio do that against uh, Gunther in that uh, Intercontinental title match was uh, or see a sequence where it's the three amigos suplex always does bring a, a, it does a, bring a, a smile.
0: Face. It does bring a smile to my face it really it does genuinely um, the, I remember the, that,
1: That's part of it, it's living yeah. on I yeah, mean absolutely. his legacy Yeah, yeah.
0: Was it was it Rhino I think he did it with? And he did the low blow, but then he acted out like he got low blown as well. And
1: it was just... <laughs> he, he did. I mean, Eddie just made you laugh too. He could be very serious and actually have that Latino temper as well, but he could also just make you come alive comically. Like the stuff with China was just hysterical. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Stuff they did and uh, Lita and SA Rios and stuff during that first... I think it was a backlash, I think, I want to say. But... Um, you know the stuff yeah, they did. Yeah, it was a backlash. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, no, nah, it is freaking legend. Um, there's no other way to say it really. Um, obviously, we've got uh, Dominic Mysterio doing the Eddie stuff at the moment, kind of. You know, and that's getting him good heat because how? Yeah, I think that, again, I think that proves that although he's doing it now, and it's, yes, you could look at it as disrespectful, but we know that the Mysterios were close with the Guerreros, or at least Ray and Eddie were, um, at minimum. Um, the whole storyline they did with, um, you know, the, the custody, battle and stuff, which we haven't mentioned, but
1: everybody that ref- was ahead of its time. I mean, that was, uh, took both of them being creative and you talk about making it personal and having some animosity and knowing they were friends, but you could put that in the storyline was, uh, that's what wrestling, uh, was about that gave it more of an edge, uh, and that's what Guerrero and Mysterio were able to create, and with Dominic, and and you made the comparison. You know, Dominic's uh, showing shades of Eddie now, and uh, yeah, it, it's still kind of neat to see. Even though people are like, "No, he's not going to be the wrestler Eddie is," but we we know that Guerrero is going to be. Uh, I mean, part of me, Dominic's going to be a a f- great talent. Maybe not on quite on the uh, the platform that Eddie was, but still, Eddie got, to got- have it. He's got a lot of years ahead of him, to be fair, and I think if he
0: can keep doing what he's doing, will he reach the heights of Eddie? I don't know. Um, maybe not. But he can definitely reach some good heights within the company, I think, if he decides to stick at this and keep going. Um But what I was gonna say was the fact that the crowd react like they do when he does the sort of Eddie Guerrero shuffle with the arms and stuff, you know, they're like, How dare you? You know, that guy's a legend. You are not Eddie Guerrero. So I think even now, like we just said, his legacy kind of Lives on via the entertainment world in terms of wrestling. So,
1: oh, it it, it surely does. I mean, Eddie Guerrero will always have his, uh, you know, that influence on everybody that's watched him and and who knows wrestling. Wasn't it uh, Sasha Banks was another one that w- patterned herself after Eddie? At, yeah, at least uh,
0: uh, at WrestleMania, I don't, I forget which WrestleMania, but she the gear she wore was in memory of Eddie and because she was in the arena I think, I think the night he, I I could be wrong on this but I think it was the night he became WWE champion and that was what really pushed her over the edge to go right I got to really if I want to do this I need to do this now even though she was a young woman then you need to start sort of early I guess to a degree some people don't Logan you know, we want to pursue but... it
1: yeah if you're going to take anything seriously including wrestling uh, and use him as your inspiration which is a just amazing one at that, uh, then you've got to work hard and and to live up to that reputation. Not that she needed to, because we're talking Eddie Guerrero, but just like you were saying about Dominic, over time, give them some years, they got a chance to be great. Now, whether it's going to be to that kind of level of greatness remains to be seen. But I I think what you're saying, Sasha knew, hey, it was a great way to respect, uh, you know, the career of Guerrero. Absolutely,
0: um, and like with with the Dominic, quickly just he's got no, you know, he's got his dad. Obviously, he can learn from his dad, Rey Mysterio. He's you know got Edge there. while I'm you know at the time, and now he's got now he's got guys like Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley, and even Damian Priest to a degree. So I think the people that are around him, um, as long as he doesn't let it go to his head um and gets too sort of egotistical genuinely not like a as in like the character that he's kind of portraying at the moment but if he can just you know, like, i I'm, mean I'm i think he is i think he might be very respectful to the wrestling business because of who his father is but um
1: i, I think he is respectful yeah. I, I just think his character is accomplishing what everybody was hope uh excuse me hopeful for would be the word i'm looking for and He's just portraying more of that punk-type uh, gimmick, and it, it's coming across more natural because he's embracing it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a, I don't think there's much more we can say about Eddie. Yes, we could dive right in to his back catalogue of matches, but I think we all know anybody that's a wrestling fan for, the, for over the last 20-odd, 30 years knows who Eddie Guerrero is and knew what he brought not only to WWE but to WCW, ECW, and every company he was in. I think he near enough every at least with the ones I can find online um he was a champion in. so he's been good for a long time and then he reached greatness maybe you know in WWE I guess <laughs> but he's been a he's a legend like I said like
1: I said we can't really talk much more about him I think really um, I mean you you can say all you want to and and you would need several episodes uh to uh you know catalog the kind of career that Eddie Guerrero left behind
0: he had a freaking great career, and it's, I'm so gutted that it just ended when it ended. Um, it is what it is. We miss you, Eddie. Let's move on to uh, <laughs> let's move back to the present, shall we, uh, Tyler? And let's talk a bit of Raw. We're right. not that far away from um, well, next Wednesday we'll be talking about more of it because we'll have more of the match card, hopefully. But uh, War Games is fast approaching. Uh, that's it's getting closer. That's come really quick, really, despite the fact this week feels slow this week. This has come, come along fairly quickly. It, uh, it
1: has, because uh, they keep saying two weeks, and and that'll be a lot less by the time we record a, a new episode. And, and <clears> surely we'll get more matches announced as we near Survivor Series.
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, you've beaten me two pay-per-views in a row as well, so I definitely want to... Uh, try and get a, a win on the on the old uh, <laughs> on the old sheet here. I'm two and zero at the moment, and so I want to win at least a Survivor Series. But uh, I know. want to stay
1: undefeated, but that's just me. Uh.
0: Well, you could be 3 by the end of by the time we uh, see War Games, but you know, um, I mean, one thing I want to talk about quickly. I mean, there were a few bits on Raw this week that were a bit meh, but I think overall, one of the better, um, not. Not to say that it's one of those episodes I'm going to go back to. In a sense of the sort of the groundwork we're seeing for matches leading into war games and stuff, I feel like we're starting to see them pan out a bit better. Um, but Baron Corbin <laughs> playing cards with JBL. I knew you, you probably like this because you're a JBL fan. Um, I did. Now, see, now the clothes that Baron Corbin w- was wearing backstage, that's what I ima- imagined he would be Not necessarily that exact, but that style that he would be when he came back with JBL. Because,
1: again, it's a disconnect for me with the music that he has (laughs) and stuff, you know? Yeah, the music, uh, a little bit perplexing, uh, but he did upgrade the uh, wardrobe. I don't know if JBL talked to him. Maybe he's listening. Uh, of course, you know, yeah, I doubt it. We, we can we can hope I, mean, can I, hope. I, was, uh, I was reaching for something there. Tell Help me what, out.
0: My goodness. We have one retweet from a famous person. This show will take off
1: big time. <laughs> yeah, If we if we can get a wrestling guy to retweet our uh, our show, that would be fantastic, especially <laughs> any show. Uh, but Yeah, I, I didn't mind this segment. It it reminded me of like an upgrade, a, a contemporary version Compared to the attitude era version that we got of APA with uh, Farouk and and Bradshaw backstage playing the cards and yeah you know Tazawa he's more of the comedic character I, I know he's actually got talent but that's where it just uh, I like the segment up to that point yeah
0: I mean it led to a match um, basically Tazawa says he's never played poker before we then we come back to the whole segment again and Tazawa's wiping the floor with. Um, corbin in cards and then corbin tries to cheat to win his money back and then uh you know Tazawa goes cheat basically uh, and then he end up having a match which actually wasn't too bad to be honest but i didn't even know i've not seen Tazawa for so long i wasn't even sure if he was with the company anymore i don't know if he was let go and brought back by triple h or whether he's just been in the in the background somewhere. I I'm...
1: We didn't know he, if he was still in catering. I mean, uh, who knows? They're <laughs> yeah. still wrestling ninjas from uh, the Money in the Bank a few years ago. I, I don't know. Uh was a victim of, uh, I don't know, so much bad creative as uh, we, we don't know what we've got with this guy. It, of creative uh it was actually a pretty decent match whether i i like how they're presenting him or not i mean the guy can go i'm not demeaning or trying to uh sound disrespectful if i can talk but you know corbin uh he made it you think that he was going to lose the match i mean that's that's what we're saying it was actually a, a pretty decent match jbl had some concern which was different from weeks prior and and losing the the game and and this out with the sunglasses, it was, uh, you know, for what it was, it, it was okay. I, I got to admit, even with JBL out there, and even though it was a decent match, it just felt a little bit, I don't know, blah to me. Yeah, I, maybe no, that's being harsh.
0: No, I I, I agree. Um like I said, the match wasn't bad. Uh, the whole, just maybe wanting uh, Farouk, Ron Simmons back with them playing cards and getting that door set up, you know, back, bring APA back, maybe they can. Yeah, can, <laughs> can we get that? And then,
1: yeah. Uh, when Tazawa comes in, uh, yeah, if you can survive us beating you up, then you can get a match. I would have enjoyed that more than uh, just uh, him sitting at the card table. And the sunglasses was a nice uh, part for yeah, Tazawa, that was quite funny. To, you know, be good. That was humorous. Yeah. I, I got to give him a lot of credit. That's there. a good point, and, though.
0: Instead of having a match, you know, even though Corbin was trying to cheat, clearly trying to cheat. Instead of having a match, why didn't J.B. Allen Corbin just lay him out backstage, and that would have probably that would be more acceptable to me actually now that you've said it that would actually make more sense to me um
1: well, I, I try, but three, they, you know? they, they're not calling me. They they, they <laughs> could hear less about my opinions, but I you know I try to throw them a bone every now and then. No, <laughs> uh, seriously though, I, that would have been kind of uh, need to see. But I you know it it is what it is. And yeah, we yeah. still got a pretty good match. I, I don't want to be too critical, even though I probably will the next segment. So let's go. So ahead. Sometimes I think they just put matches on. It
0: feels like we'll just have that one. I know they've done actually quite a good job with cards. Then come back, and then with more cards, and come back, and now we've got a match. So, but actually, now that you've said it, to me, I would have done it. I probably would have done it more like, Do you want to play cards you never played before? Okay, we'll play you. Then he tries to cheat, and then maybe like, um, Tozawa tries to jump the table and try and get to Corbin. JBL intercepts, and then you've got two guys on one, put him through the t- not necessarily put him through the table, but they lay him out in the locker room because you already had that vibe of poker and gangsters anyway with them, kind of, and the whiskey. So It's kind of like the Western movie, too. Yeah, so
1: actually I it mean, would have made more sense, I think. <laughs> I no, it you- would have. Uh, but, hey, uh, it's going to happen. I, I get why they have to have some of these segments. But I'm with you. I feel like they kind of just, let's just put the match or segment, because they have to, so much time they got to fill for of Raw. Of
0: course, yeah. We, I mean, we that's a common gripe on this show, and I think for most shows is Raw – it's just too long. Um, SmackDown isn't that long. And look how oh SmackDown went off, he, oh, went off the air. Yeah, sm- and it went off the air, sm- and I wanted more.
1: Uh, me too. I-, I was getting a little excited because when you were bringing up, even with the DVR, I'm going through commercials, I'm like, oh, my gosh, is it not over yet? Yeah, just- yeah. Even
0: though t- even though on Raw, like, like I said, it's not going to be one of those Raw's I go back to and go, that was a great Raw, like a Raw after WrestleMania. But the stories they told throughout the night were consistent, it made sense okay this is our thing we think we just should have gone slightly different but other than that the the layout of the show was better but it, i think you're right i think i didn't even really twig because i because we say it so much on this show i didn't really want to say it but you just take you know 45 minutes off that show and i think you'll be leave, leaving like especially the way raw ended you know as well you, you've not sat through three hours of it and you know we got commercials and stuff as well, like you said. Luckily, we can skip through them because the way I watch it as well. But I just can't imagine sitting there for three hours. And don't get me wrong, a pay per view in a premium event
1: that's different, isn't it? Because it's it's just too long. I mean, yeah, the layout can be better. It's just that that's everyone's uh, problem with it. It's just gosh, three hours it's too unless long, it's yeah, just. Man just connecting with you with every segment, that's different, but it's still a marathon. It's, it's still yeah. lengthy,
0: but three, but three out, but the, like I said, the overall layout of the show for me, I f- it felt more, it had a bit more continuity to it, to a degree. It made a bit more set. I don't know how to really verbalize that, but it
1: just seemed to make more sense of what happened. No, you're, night, you're so. verbalizing it uh, okay. perfectly. I, okay. I can understand. I, I may be slow on other things, but I can understand.
0: <laughs> um, two matches that I think, didn't really hit the mark at all. Uh Miriam um took on Tamina. Um Mia Yim did win. Um Damage Control want Mia Yim to join them. We'll get back to that a bit later on. The other match uh Eosky defeats uh, Dana Brooke, Um even though it was Nikki Cross that threw the title away last week. Nikki Cross is kind of a kind of a member of Damage Control. At least Yeah, we're seen. still not sure. We're still not sure about that. Um but yeah, those two matches didn't quite hit the mark for me. Um Eoskies and Moonsault was brilliant. I mean, not just into I think maybe some of it's the crowd uh, reaction wasn't maybe there. Um I don't know. It just didn't those two matches and even the actually, um before we you know, uh, the Miz segment was a bit yeah, as well.
1: No, it, was, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. I, I'm just going to call it like I, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. You carry on. It's 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 no event, no offense to uh, Gargano, but I I don't like him doing comedy, and I, I feel like that's what they're doing. Let let's debut him on the main roster. Let's have Johnny wrestling on Raw, and now we're just going to put him in this silly storyline. They they didn't explain it enough, the backstory at least for me to at least give I think an, you're ex- right. this an excuse. You're right. That's an excuse. Is yeah. you know I'm even having trouble talking about because it it's frustrating me yeah. so much. Uh, but Loomis, I'm just ready for it to be over, and I, I'm glad we're finally hopefully get the finale. I was ready for you this know, to the, be over about three weeks ago. Yeah, to the miss, the miss is, is terrific. I mean he he really studies his lines or, or just memorizes them because he convinces me. I, I give him a lot of props. Loomis is great with psychology, and I, I know he's got the ability. But this whole stalker thing is just. Uh, yeah, I, I was about through with this after one week and uh I'm like, Can we finally just close the uh yeah the book on this chapter or the chapter on the book, the verse, whatever the heck you want to call it. I, <laughs> a I just uh, it will be a footnote, yeah, a footnote at the footnote moment, uh, a message in a bottle and I'm not <laughs> yeah. talking about the police. Uh come on, something. Uh we, we need a lifeline. This is crazy.
0: Yeah, it's not um now comedy's good in wrestling. It's you know, it is what it is. Kurt Angle was brilliant at it, but when Kurt Angle could go Kurt Angle was one of those people that could go from ha 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 to a straight face like a Stone Cold could do do that as well. And when he had a straight face, you knew stuff was going down. Um, and go, yeah, I don't want to see much more of God Gar- because God. Yeah, but pretty- you could
1: you could take Austin and Angle more seriously, like you're you're bringing up highlighting because. They could turn around and be serious and just destroy somebody. Absolutely, I, I don't. I don't feel Gargano's got that kind of uh, reputation. He's definitely got the skills, but to have him do this yeah. this comedic role, unfortunately, with the way they were kind of doing that in NXT, and that to me hurt him. I, I don't mind that he went hill, but it's the way they they kind of made him the bad guy.
0: When you brought uh, that up, you brought that up a few weeks ago, didn't you? The whole Gargan. I think maybe last week, but um, I know it was either last week or the week before you brought it up about Gargan not doing comedy. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's all right. Um and actually, you're right. It's got to the point now where I'm like, come on, now, just you it need just to doesn't seem
1: natural when no. when you're not able to make it seem like you're going to connect with the audience and even me watching it at home. <laughs> I'm not not saying this to be disrespectful, because I've got a lot of admiration for Gargano. It's just, you can tell when segments are kind of thrown together. When you try an idea, sometimes they're not going to work, and I think that's a prime example, illustration of what we're witnessing with these segments.
0: I just hope next week on Raw, when they have this match, because if Miz is going to be facing Loomis, if Loomis wins, he gets a contract, for some strange reason, and the money that Miz owes him. I thought the money that Miz owes him would have been enough, but... There we go. Um, obviously- I think they owe us
1: money for trying to watch that segment.
0: That's what they're trying to say. <laughs> um, and I'm hoping next week on Raw it finishes. I don't want this dragged over to Survivor Series and War Games. I don't think it's warranted at all. So it just needs to end next week. The one thing I will Please, take... Please, no, yeah, don't, yeah,
1: don't put it on War Games.
0: The one thing that did make me chuckle is Miz, the way Miz dressed with the cardi, the slacks, the trainers, the orth- orthotics, whatever you guys call it over there. Just the way he he was dressed like a dad, like a proper like old
1: <laughs> old, old not old man but like a like a father figure and all this. Johnny but called uh, him Mister Rogers, and that's uh, it. Yes, and, that's uh, actually that's not that's a bad uh, comparison because uh, and I I loved Mister Rogers as a kid, but he did have the garb like Mister Rogers, and but, and that was pretty appropriate. Now that, I got to admit that was a clever line.
0: But also the way he tried to play it in the ring with Saxton and uh, he was like, oh, I'm just a dad, like trying to be like almost like a a political person trying to say, I didn't, shouldn't have done this. And they put on, they make them look like they are... um, Really, actually, a nice person type thing. But even within seconds of Miz opening his mouth, you were like, "This is just the same old Miz. Just happened not oh, yeah. to dress he, up this week.
1: That's all." He fooled you again. He's just trying to make everybody. I don't think he fooled anybody. Yeah, he didn't. I, I just, I'm, I'm trying to help the Miz out a little bit. Not that he needs me. Hey, so. I'm, I'm a
0: big Miz fan, and I know a lot of people don't like him. I've been a Miz fan for a, a long time. I was, you know, I would say just before. Um, you know he because he got fired, didn't he? Then I use air quotes there, and then he came back as a masked wrestler, and, and he had like trunks on and changed his look completely from that chick magnet thing he was doing back in the day. I quite liked him with Morrison back in the day. I always thought Morrison could have been a um,
1: a much bigger player than what he has been. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they jailed well together. Uh, absolutely, um, I, I'm going to say I'm a fan of the Miz because of who he married. Uh, he deserves a lot of brownie points because of uh, Maurice. Uh, can we job. Have well one done. Show where you
0: don't bring Maurice up for goodness'
1: sake. <laughs> I can't help it. I've. Uh, do you blame me, or can you blame? No, me? No, yeah. no, not really. I don't blame you. To be honest, don't try to put throw. Uh, you know that that in don't my face. Don't try come to come change me, sir. I know why. Yeah, I I do I, I'm an original. I, at least you you can't handle the truth. Uh, no, I, I'm teasing. Uh, but the women's <laughs> matches, I, I felt like they were fillers. I, that's the only point I was going to bring up about oh, okay. those. okay. Uh, yeah. I, which yeah, I don't I mean, want
0: because the I think uh, you know they can they Dana Brooke I think uh, can do more definitely, and I think even um, you know uh, Tamina can do a lot more as well. But you know me, it
1: just I don't know whether don't it's know. the way they're utilized. Yeah. I think they just they get comfortable sometimes the way they have to book them and. Because of EOS guy's positioning and uh, and Mia Yim coming back to the company that at least these are two ladies people are aware of. And let's just get them some quick wins is the way I kind yeah. of analyze it. Um,
0: before we get to the good moments of uh, of Raw, I know you you mentioned it off air quickly, but Chad Gable uh, defeats Matt Riddle via pinfall. Now, this is quite good because both uh, Alpha Academy members have beaten uh, Otis beat uh, Elias and now Chad has beaten Matt Riddle. Um, we didn't see Elias this week. He was apparently out for doing other things. Yeah, He's um, missing Is yeah. Ezekiel. Okay. Uh, what's going <laughs> on? Um, but I mean, I know you said you weren't overly, the match was good, but you weren't over. You what was it? You can't remember what you said off the air. I'll tell in terms of Chad Gabriel, Alpha Academy, you
1: weren't too happy. Oh, the match or... was, the match was good. I'm talking about the backstage segments. Uh, yeah, with Riddle, uh, with the bonds, that, that's funny. I, I pop. It's hilarious. I just and I no offense to Chad Gable or, or Otis. I'm fans of theirs. I, I I really am a supporter of what they do in the ring. My problem is uh, the whole gimmick backstage is uh, monotonous and it's it's tiring. It's kind of getting on my nerves a little bit. And that that's hard to believe. I'm actually laid back. My personality. Yeah. For, you know, for them to get a rise out of me, I, they're probably just doing their jobs, and I'm getting worked, which is good. And uh, but I'm I'm just getting tired of the segments. I I feel like I need a pillow or something. I you know. And even yeah. with Riddle, he needs Randy Orton. He's not going to get that for a while. He got surgery and. But uh, as much as I like Matt Riddle, and it's good to see him uh, flourish on his own, he needs somebody similar to a Randy Orton now because I think the Bong thing's good, but it's going to run its course just like with Alpha Academy. I'm afraid of that's my fear.
0: Yeah, I think when he's with uh, others in the ring and saying you want to hit my Bong, that's quite funny. But.
1: Yeah, just to come up randomly and then have Alpha Academy and uh, the the bonus is we're getting Kathy Kelly. That's always good. Uh Well, I should have moved on. I <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, But the match, I'm I'm laughing now. You you got yeah, me all yeah. messed up. Um, I'm teasing. Nah. But, but yeah, the match no, was I,
0: good. Yeah, the match was good. But like I know exactly what you mean, Alpha I, I love the shoosh, the shoosh. Please, this actually the shoosh appears. Now that is funny. I, I'll appear, give uh, that Chad appears Gable on a... this show quite a lot. <laughs> the yes, shush. Too. Um But yeah, the backstage segments, I don't know what that was about, really. It seemed very... I
1: I don't either. Uh, But, you know, Gable and Riddle worked well together. Those dragon screws, uh, the leg whips by Gable are are fantastic. And the the way that the release German suplex, I think, from the top was just out of this world. And and Otis...
0: Go on, sorry, carry on.
1: No, Otis just assisted, uh, you know, Gable to to win the match against Riddle, but... I mean, that's just some points. I actually took notes. I, I tried to do some homework. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't always get to. So, I, I'm just being transparent. Uh, and, and it's not I just because I was looking at Kathy Kelly. I, you know, I. It's just. I'm, a, I'm gonna get my. Yeah, you've already said Marie, so I'm just gonna have to go with it. I'm, <laughs> uh, that's why I watch Raw. Uh, yeah, it's because. Yeah. You know.
0: It's just. I don't know. Yeah. The yeah. You did. You probably didn't need it to be honest, uh, the, the, segment, but
1: it, you know, it is what it is. Kathy Kelly, obviously well, they, they to have it. to
0: do it. Yeah. Great to see her back as well. And, uh, you know, the whole, no, she is, a,
1: she's very, uh, talented. Uh, that's what I mean. Very professional. Yeah. Boy, yeah. Now I'm, uh, I'm I'm digging myself even Don't, deeper. Yeah, yeah. You, you I need to make the tag.
0: <laughs> I thought you were allowed to down. Climb yourself out. Come on. Um, there, there we go. that <laughs> ladder
1: match. Uh, help me get to the championship.
0: No, but in terms of Kathy Kelly quickly though, genuinely is that like, when she asks questions and talks, it doesn't – although, yes, we know it's scripted, it doesn't feel like it with her. Uh, Byron Saxton, it kind of does a little bit, not as bad as others.
1: Um, Saxton the... feels overly scripted. That, yeah. I think that's why people get kind of uh, you know bothered by Saxton. Anaska, nice I think, does possess a lot of uh, credentials. Obviously, it's just the way – he comes off on camera. It's just a little bit too hokey. Where Kathy Kelly can do more of the uh, serious reporting, like it, it's not too forced.
0: Yeah, no, that's yeah, basically what I was getting at. Really. <laughs>
1: um, oh, I didn't mean to take yeah, your no, point, no, no, but no, uh, no, you know, no, I, no,
0: it's fine. I'm glad. No, because we're on the same page with that. So, uh, like Corey Graves, I like on commentary in with uh, him with Shamrock, uh JBL calls him i think yeah, kevin they're,
1: patrick, they're, those irish folks just can't you know becky lynch a big star sheamus but poor kevin patrick when you got jbl you're just jam rock.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I think he likes the nickname um i think those two are doing really well together um i don't mind the team of michael cole and way barrett on smackdown um but i do miss pat mcafee to be honest with you um nothing against way barrett whatsoever uh it's a uh, different energy,
1: but yeah, that Pat uh, McAfee brings he he just he brought himself uh, essentially. I mean, a fan, you yeah. feel like it's not a character that's Pat McAfee that yeah, and now yeah, Wade Barrett's doing a, a great job, but it's just so hard to replace even temporarily uh, a Pat McAfee just after what we've been able to hear and visualize. I mean, the guy's just fantastic. I mean, one of the the. <laughs> The I mean we've kind of not we've kind of
0: gone off topic a little bit kind of but it doesn't matter. Uh, but eh, who cares? J, yeah, exactly. JBL. I uh, not JBL. What the hell am I on about? Um, the King and Jr. By far Jr.'s cause and some of the best moments oh, in WWE history. I I would never not love that. One of my favorites is Jericho winning the title on Raw, then having to give it back. Obviously, but. Where's my uh, barbecue sauce? Yeah, I spin- love Jim Ross. <laughs> the spinning heel kick, uh, and then the referee does the count. Well, we've got a new champion. I can't give it. I cannot do it justice either. But uh, the emotion that guy could release in anybody watching, um, in those moments where like the Rock would win the heavyweight championship or the Jericho, like I said, some of the calls, uh, the TLC at WrestleMania 17, uh, you know, Edge from the 20 foot ladder spearing Jeff Hardy that just JR is the soundtrack to wrestling, as far as I'm concerned. What the hell
1: in the cell bump? That, yeah, uh, yeah I, can't believe I, didn't mention,
0: I can't believe I didn't mention that, to be honest. But, yeah, good God almighty, I, No, him.
1: I, I can't believe you didn't either. No, I, I'm just giving you a hard time. I, it's so hard. It's <laughs> it's like talking about Guerrero's moments. Yeah. You know, JR's moments and and uh, his famous calls. Him and the King were, were the team that we grew up. It was our soundtrack. Uh, I even went as JR. I got to do commentary for an indie show. Nice. And I... It was Halloween themed, so I, I found me a cowboy hat, and I tried to uh, make JR proud, and uh, you know, I tried to be me. But I was—he uh, was an influence, man, Jim Ross. So I'm glad you brought him up. That segwayed.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like in terms of modern day, uh, especially in NXT, Mara Ronaldo and Corey Graves for me were really good. Ronaldo with that boxing style, sport MMA. Oh, Mara thing, was uh, just was incredible. I miss that good as well. I don't know whether.
1: I don't know how. No, his he passion show through. When Absolutely.
0: He you stick, he, you know, Corey Graves and Ronaldo on Raw. I tell you what, you are going to have nothing against uh, Kevin Patrick at all because I like uh, Shamrock, but like, it's just. You know, you like
1: the Irish guy. I like there the Irish go. guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a good accent, man. Um, uh, well, uh, you know, I try a lot of times. Finn Balor's my favorite. Then, <laughs> uh, no, I'll go ahead. Uh, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. It's it's, it's, it's not St. Patrick's Day yet. Well, I gotta tell you, Edge's career's over because Finn Balor's back. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. No, I, I want to is... do a comment. I want to do commentary and, and fake that, and then have the Irish people. That's not how we sound in Dublin, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> More than likely, That's what I want to do. Yeah, we, we we all do. We all do a. I don't know. <laughs> we, I I could try. I'm not going to. Uh, I see, see, do you a... got me into this. It's funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of the Irish accent. You said shamrock, and it's like, okay, here we go. But yeah,
0: um. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully, when Pat McAfee comes back, I actually wouldn't mind hearing Cole, Wade Barrett, and Pat McAfee on the same, um, just to see what they're like together. Because um, I think that would be quite... Because you've got Michael Cole, who's a veteran in commentary, been with the company over 20 years. Then you've got Pat McAfee, who's got just the passion as a fan. Um, and then you stick Wade Barrett in there, who, you know, a former wrestler, you know, former IC and all that. So you've kind of got the nice mix there of... You know, you do, you know, so, you know, Wayback can give you the, well, that would have hurt because I'm not that, not that they do this, but that would have hurt because of this, you know, oh, I've been,
1: and he can bring his, he's got that background. In exactly.
0: Ring. Yeah. So, um, I'm and, hoping- and
1: McAfee's got a little bit of that, but he could give you more the, to the other sports kind of a uh, feel too, where he can get animated. And, and then Nicole is more your straight guy where he gets animated, but you've got two uh, other personalities that could carry that where you don't have to do as much. And you're just
0: Absolutely. doing play by play. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's no, there's another podcast right there. But anyway.
1: <laughs> no, we, we could. I mean, who knows? It could branch out and be, you know, Benny Mac's uh, Rules of Commentary. Who knows? <laughs> I, that's uh, not a good title. You have to go back to creative. Well, I'll tell you what, man.
0: I reckon a side rant might have to be me asking you some questions about commentary. We'll leave it there because I don't want to give it away but I think you've done commentary um, more times than I have, so I would be... Well, I
1: have, and and each time, man, if if you're not learning uh, something different, then then something's wrong. That's with anything. I I think it's true with commentary.
0: It's brilliant, man. I, I wish I had another chance to do it over here, but Looks like it's uh, few and far between, so we'll see what
1: happens. But, I uh, hope you get another opportunity. I, I would love to hear it, your commentary. And, I'll tell uh,
0: you what, we'll, I was going to say something then, but I'll tell you what, we'll save that for a side rant episode because I think there's some See, good... and,
1: and we don't want to give and spoil everything uh, to the listeners because there, there's so much <laughs> bonus content and ideas for Benny Mac. He's been booking the shows, and uh, he's not even telling me. It, it's like, Nitro, what's going on here? <laughs> it,
0: it's Hall, it's Nash. Yeah, I'm probably uh, probably flying by the seat of my pants, as they say. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Let's the reason why I say let's not do do it now is because let's move on with RAW,
1: <laughs> basically. Yeah, we we do need to keep with RAW because I'm I'm with like anybody. It's so easy to get uh, sidetracked with Absolutely. other topics. That's the beauty of it. So we'll no, definitely
0: get back to RAW and look out for the side rant uh, at some point in the next couple of weeks about commentary and uh, some other stuff. So yeah. Um, I mean, the show kicked off with... I uh, said, so no, we're not going to do that. Yeah, we will. The show kicked off with Seth Rollins, which I think was a very clever, clever thing to do, considering what happened last week on Raw. Now, this is going to get... I apologise in advance. There may be some swear words in a moment, even though I, the show does say uncensored. It is. I try not to, but it is. Um, but uh, the way things went down Gotta last week... Loose. Yeah, some, the way it went down last week, a lot of fans and broadcasters um, have not liked... The way the whole money in the bank thing went down. Um, But I think WWE were clever to put Seth Rollins out first because obviously he will remind everybody what happened last week just by seeing him and the United States title. uh, For him to like cut off the crowd and say, because the crowd start chanting, you know, Theory, he says, Theory tried to cash in on me, he failed, and the crowd started chanting, that was stupid. And then he just turned around and said, "Well, he'll probably be out here later, so you can tell him then." And it just shut, didn't shut the crowd up, but it was definitely kind of went okay. The crowd went, "Yeah, okay, we'll we'll wait for Theory." And I think that was a good way of doing it. And actually, by having Theory do a backstage interview, um, it um didn't give him it gave him the opportunity to explain his actions, which I'd already kind of talked about on, uh, you know, the late show that came out on uh, on Monday.
1: But- no, it, it helps, though. I mean, uh, to your point, we're, we're a fickle uh, people sometimes, and uh, it's so easy to get caught up in all this stuff. But to say that theory was stupid, I think that's the, the picture they were uh, relaying from last week. But as we've come to know and find out, as with anything, including wrestling, that's not always the case. That's why you got to keep watching.
0: Yeah. Your patience is a virtue. Like I said, we're me. We, we both admitted we're not necessarily that patient sometimes. But, um, but theory comes out to explain on the old in the in the interview backstage that when I did try to cash in on Roman, um, I couldn't get to him because Brock stopped me, or you know Tyson Fury stopped me, or the bloodline was there. So how can I get to a guy that's protected by his bloodline or others? Um, and it makes perfect sense. I've already mentioned it. Um, the fact that. It was for a championship match any time up to one year. Uh, the other gripe that I've got is people are saying, well, it was an open challenge. Why didn't he just challenge Seth Rollins? Well, because Bobby Lashley got there and started laying out Seth. Now, Bobby Lashley should have just thrown him in the ring and had a match with Seth for the United States title, but he didn't. He, lo- he let-, let this new aggression, uh, his temper, whatever. You know, We've already pointed out, Tyler, on last week's show that he's changed an attitude that he's got.
1: Yeah, we have, and uh, my uh, gripe would be: open your eyes and pay attention. Keep watching from week to week, and maybe learn something uh, before you open your mouth. That'd help. Yeah. No. Uh, Did I did I miss anything? Was that coming in a little too hot or too controversial? I'll be here all week. Uh, That was. You know, I'm guilty of it. I'll I'll make fun of myself because I've done that. I've, you know, I I think we all have. uh, But. Theory is uh, not buried. I, I know it's easy. That's the narrative. Oh, he, he's just burying him because he was Venta's guy. No, he wasn't. That, he was uh, that's giving what, him a new attitude. I think yeah.
0: out of everything that's come out of this, that was the thing that pissed me off the most was they he said he's buried. That I've said on, I said, if you haven't heard already, the previous show to this in the feed, I was talking about theory at the end of the show, and I'm like, he's not buried. Just, you know, if, 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 literally, you know, you could put a, I don't know, this could be a blemish on his record if you want. But in you know eighteen months time, if not sooner, based on what we saw on Monday, um, this guy is going to be a major player.
1: So here's an epiphany: even under Vince McMahon, he wasn't buried; he was the <laughs> protege. So yeah. get off that. Thank you. Yeah. I'm getting a little animated. I <laughs> thank had you. my coffee. Yeah. Thank you. There you go, Chad Gable, everyone. <laughs> uh, boy, I'm starting to feel like uh, well, I better not said I'll get heat. Uh, a guy whose uh, name's JC, but never mind. Moving um, on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I am just getting, you know, that that gets me going. And I am yeah. not even getting mad about it. It just gets aggravating. It's just enough to be nerve-wracking. It's like I think the two really? biggest things,
0: the two biggest things were they buried him, which is bullshit. And the other one was, well, why didn't he just go to the open challenge? Well, because if were you watching
1: the show, I don't think they were watching. I think they picked the parts they wanted to watch is what happened.
0: I think somebody else moaned about it, and it became one of those things where people look up online and go, it became the thing to do. Let's ride
1: this train so it's popular. um, And all the memes at Triple H.
0: Fans say they want stories. Right there on Monday night last week, okay, We've seen Theory try to cash in on Roman. He's been blocked, stopped at every turn, so he can't. He sees Seth Rollins being beat up by Bobby Lashley. The match gets waved off because Bobby won't put Seth in the ring. So then Theory goes, I know, I'll go for the US title. It's a championship, it's money. Let's go out there. Okay, he didn't win the title. He had a good match against um, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins come out the other end looking like, I mean, the fans wanted to like him anyway. So he's, a, I, think, I don't know whether he's a full cut baby face, but he's definitely a fan favorite at the moment.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's looking like maybe they could go that direction. like a, yeah. maybe transition down the line. But yeah, it was still a good match. Don't you know? Don't don't hate on it. I mean, yeah, it, it probably didn't make sense at the time. But give it to next week, and, and now look at what's going. Now all the people are going to go, "Oh, he wasn't ever buried. He's great. We we loved yeah. it." Fickle, you, you know, because I've done that. It's yeah, fickle. <laughs> you know what? Fickle yourselves into some uh, having some <laughs> daggum sense. Gosh, Amadi, you're getting me worked out. This is great. This is the kind of stuff we need on In the Corner. You know what? You're not in the corner. You're not in the corner with your opinions. So wake up, smell the roses, go out, take a walk. I don't care what you do. I I just, man, it gets tiring. I'm with you, buddy. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Oh, go fickle yourself. Where's the Tylenol? It's the Christmas <laughs> vacation. I feel like Chevy Chase all over.
0: There go. Yeah, making me put you pop me there. Go fickle yourself. That was brilliant. I love that Tyler. That was amazing.
1: <laughs> there you go. I'll put an Irish curse on you, even though I'm not from Ireland. There you go. No, I'm just do it anyway. Do it anyway. Um, yeah, Tennessee curse. There we'll, we'll
0: get back to theory in a moment with uh, Seth. Um, <laughs> um, Didn't expect that, did you? <laughs> that was brilliant, mate. I loved it. Uh, Dominic Mysterio was in action against Shout and Benjamin, and actually, the backstage segment for this I really enjoyed because you've got Damian Priest, Yeah, uh, Seth. Uh, sorry, Dominic Mysterio gets in the face of Shout and Benjamin, basically says, "You know, I, can, I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but basically antagonizing him." Uh, yeah,
1: just insulting him, disrespectful.
0: Shelton steps up to him, then Damian Sandow puts himself between. Um, Shouten and uh, Dominic and it looks like we're going to have Dominic versus, uh, sorry Damien versus Shouten Benjamin, but Shouten Benjamin does something brilliant there and goes, I, I accept your challenge and then points to Dominic Mysterio and he goes, and Dominic was like the little kid in the playground hiding behind the big Damien uh, Priest there, like going, yeah you know, like <laughs> he was basically that doing was that.
1: That was funny, I, I gotta admit that was a pretty good segment
0: and um, basically, so we see Dominic Mysterio take on Sheldon Benjamin. Pretty good match, to be fair. I can't see, I mean, unless I missed it. I can't see anything in that match that was um, wrong, a botch, or a misstep at all.
1: No, um, it was a solid match. I mean, credit to Dominic, and especially, again, I think, too, you mentioned it. He's going to work with Edge's dad, Rey Mysterio, Finn Balor, and now Sheldon Benjamin. I mean, Sean Benjamin to me, Sean Benjamin is one step. of the best. Absolutely, that yeah.
0: That guy at the moment, I love the fact we've seen Sean Benjamin two weeks in a row on Raw. I miss his old music. I wish they'd give him his old music back, but that is what it is. Um, but what we've seen from Shawn Benjamin, yes, he's had two losses on the bounce, but that guy hasn't lost it or never lost it. I don't know. Um,
1: I don't think he, he ever lost it. I, I think, man, Sean Benjamin, put him up there with anybody. Uh, to me, this was a match to... Uh, to showcase and help Dominic get over. And I mean, I hate it in a way because I, I'm such a fan of Shelton, but I get it because the way judgment day, they've just got so much momentum and you have to look at the big picture, the storyline right now. I mean, think about it. Judgment days up there with the OC and everything. So that that's yeah. why, but man, what a just awesome matchup. And I, what about the slap by Benjamin? He's yeah. like, okay, you, you want to slap me? Here you go. Here you Boom. go. Have, you know. It was brilliant. Yeah. I loved it. The, the match itself <laughs> The backstage
0: segment that led 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 to it because it was said earlier that day was perfectly done, as far as I can tell. It felt natural. I didn't go like, oh, for God's sake! But
1: it this- didn't feel like it was too overly uh, done. Like they had to uh, recreate it or nothing yeah it was organic
0: yeah it felt that way at least anyway while watching it at no point did i go oh for goodness sake but it looked like honestly the way they did it it looked like it was going to be shouting versus damien and then shouting goes i accept your challenge and points at dominic and i was like and then even dominic was like i thought he was challenging you because uh, because he was literally hiding <laughs> He's behind.
1: like wait, wait a minute i got myself in a, a match here I, I may be in trouble i, I didn't mean anything like that then damien preached being like the big brother comes over and you know, and confront Shelton, and I, I love how Shelton it, it didn't affect him, man. He's just like, okay, yeah, hey, that's fine with me. Let's I, I want to see, Let's I,
0: I, I want to see more
1: Shelton Benjamin. I don't know how, in what shape or form that is, but I want to see, see more th- of it. That's the shame. We're not getting more Shelton Benjamin, and I get it. We can't always feature him, but that's one thing about the hurt business, and we've talked about it that I missed. We we got to see more of him. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know where you. I, I I honestly would like to see
0: Shelton maybe, um. As he is now, really, as a as a face, but whether he needs to be with somebody, or maybe we start seeing him taking, you know, maybe he starts climbing the ranks, maybe towards that US title. Um, I don't know. That would be good.
1: May, maybe that or the IC title. But I, that, I know yeah, he's on yeah. RAW right now. I mean, I I would I'll tell you what I would love to see him and Gunther. Oh, do you know what? that'd be a great match. I wonder if he would be. Yeah.
0: He's not entered in the World Cup, is he? Because he is on RAW, isn't no, he? No,
1: so, he's he should be. To oh, be that honest, big. that, that would have been a good fit. But I, I get it. You don't want to, you know, overcrowd it. But, man, Sean Benjamin, that's a guy you you definitely – I'm glad they're utilizing more. Not that they didn't before because, you know, he's one of those guys He's just – this has been his spot. But I think he could still get people over it and you still get him over by getting him a championship or at least in a program, even if he don't win it. Just get him, you know, yeah, elevated. It, it,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I agree with that. I want to see more of him. Um, I, I do want his old music back, though.
1: Hey, no stop I don't me, like the no. new music. I don't yeah, like that uh, new music was disappointing. I'm like, why did you change that? I mean, he don't really – some people don't need to be repackaged.
0: I think, actually, he said on a random like show or something I watched him on, uh, maybe up, up, down, down. Maybe one of those things, or left, right, left, right. Is whatever it's it's Xavier Wood show? yeah. Yeah, um, he did say, "Look, man, I don't like my music either." So, it, it, how much say he actually has? Um, we have seen things change under you know the
1: game and stuff. So we'll see how it pans out. But he seems. I, I do to be miss uh, good theme music. I mean. You can say what you uh, want to, but it does set a tone. And I, I do—I uh, miss like the uh, Johnston themes and the uh, the other people that were involved yeah. at the time, during, you it, know, it, with
0: Stone Cold. Music helps the wrestler sort of, come, you know, get over to a degree. Music helps um, Christian, you know, once he once he came back to WWE and had that uh, that theme tune he had for years after the fact when he became ECW champion and stuff. You know, it is what it is with ECW and WWE, but the music itself is always good edges music you know you think you know me um, oh edges music you know, is just um, is... yeah even, it's great yeah even aj styles music as well um you know even the judgement days music the, the 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 way it starts and everything is really good
1: um you know
0: th- yeah there, there's
1: a lot of examples even the current ones that are pretty good but you know like benjamin there there's been some others you kind of scratch your head about but there you know, I, I think that's the thing. Creativity starts with the, the music. And I, I think that's, they interviewed, uh, you know, Johnson about that, Jim Johnson, who we're talking about. And that's that's his grump about some of the newer uh, themes for wrestlers yeah. now. You want them to connect with a character. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I always liked Cedric
0: Alexander's music as well, um, when he had that. I can't remember the the track is actually called, cool, but I do I do like it. Um, I think it's still on SoundCloud because I, oh, I jammed okay. to
1: that. And Titus O'Neill, even though he's he don't wrestle <laughs> much, he's he's more of the ambassador. I, I love that old theme he had. I I can get down with that if you. And I don't have any rhythm, but I, I still you, you still know get I, dream them, I can dance. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know
0: the D X music. Are you ready? Um, Stone D X pump you up, man. Yeah. yeah, Stone Cold's Glass Break, and I know some people yeah, don't the like the some people don't like the disturbed version. I actually really love the disturbed version.
1: I think it's brilliant. It's a, it's a good version, but I guess I'm like my tastes are kind of like the classics with movies, yeah. so I, I tend to go back to the original. But there's nothing wrong with the disturbed version. Yeah. It, it's definitely cool.
0: I also liked Austin's one during the invasion era. Um, it was a bit more faster. Um, and with that mm-hmm. rattlesnake in the in the video and stuff, brilliant. Uh, rock's music obviously from if you smell what the, do you smell what the rock is cooking if you smell what the rock is cooking my favorite by far from the rock by the way is the hollywood entrance in 2003 with the helicopter and just it's cooking
1: it was very fitting because he he was making yeah. the movies yeah, yeah absolutely. And, it, it, and it gave it something more there it's hard to describe it just i'm in agreement i think it was perfect for his uh for him at yeah. the time
0: um it, well even even down to the simple as like no lyrics, just Goldberg's music. The whole presentation. Oh, yeah. Goldberg, it didn't have to know? be
1: lyrics. Yeah. Goldberg's yeah. music uh was uh, very fitting. I mean, cause he, that's all he needed to, to uh, go into the ring for. It's just yeah. got like that marching sound, I guess, you know, yeah.
0: Lesnar's music as well. And it, but that's Lesnar, like the whole, Oh, stuff's going down. Y2J's music with a countdown, break the walls down. And stuff. so, yeah, I think some like again with Corbin earlier, I said, I've said it several weeks now. I th- his music doesn't match the, in my head, doesn't match the persona they're trying to put forward. It doesn't really make any sense to me, but there we
1: go. No, it, it doesn't. And I'll tell you a guy's music that I always can jam to, and I, I think I've talked to this with other people, is Bray Wyatt's new theme. I just, man, I, I can just sit back and, and get let myself go with those drums kicking in from, I think it's Code Orange again, and it's just, I think the name of it's Shattered. Is that correct? And it's just...
0: Oh, I've got it on my phone. I, I don't actually know what
1: it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, the exact details. I, I'm just uh, randomly trying to guess, but it, it's something to that effect. And it just, it's so cool. I mean, there's some musical compositions that just can take you to a place.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, while well, we're... Because we, obviously you don't appear on the other show, but um, what did you think about, if, you, if you've seen it, the L.A. Knights and uh, Bray Wyatt's... Um, interaction on SmackDown this past week?
1: I didn't mind it. I definitely did not expect it, which is not always a bad thing, but LA not. I'm a big fan of his. I've always liked his work. I followed him back and not really his TNA run, but with NWA uh, that, you know, and stuff and definitely was, uh, had followed his career. Uh, and you know to see why, because he was interviewed L A. Nine. I'm going back to that point, and then all of a sudden you you see that whole moth that video kind of in the background, and then uh, all of a sudden Bray you know has that encounter with him, and then de- delivers a headbutt, and uh, we're going to get that match at War Games. So I'm excited. I, I think the match ought to be uh, very good between L A. Nine and Bray Wyatt. Is it been? Uh, has it been put down for War Games? Is it? I didn't didn't know that. I I thought I thought I saw a graphic for that. I may be wrong. Oh, I, I thought maybe they had Yeah, you can help verify. That way people don't think I'm lying and, and just vanish <laughs> hey, looking I'm up for that. It, I didn't expect yeah.
0: the I didn't expect the altercation, but it was good and I love the, the effect in the background with the the moth and everything. It was brilliant. So just didn't expect oh, it, it, which is nice I suppose, because you're not expecting it. So it makes it a bit better, I guess. Um, yeah, it makes
1: you shocked a little more. <clears throat>
0: I almost forgot about this match, by the way, on Raw. Um, I'm just looking through the list now. Uh, Bobby Lashley did take on Mustafa Ali. Um, Ali tried to attack uh, Lashley. Um, it's, yeah, that happened. Um, but, but Bobby Lashley defeated Mustafa Ali via submission. I mean, I actually forgot that match happened, so it didn't much leave much of a... I feel sorry for Ali at the moment. Like you said, we've already said he's, you know, um, good- I did
1: too. I, I just think I go back to the argument that Lashley it's the positioning on the card and they're trying to program and get Ali involved. It's just, uh, it's, it's hard to overcome what Lashley is able to do and the the way they're pushing him and and with Seth and the U S title pitcher currently.
0: Yeah, that's all I, I, I think you've nailed it there. I can't add to that really. Um, <clears throat> Before we get to the... I think this is probably the match of the night for me. I don't know how about yourself. The main event is Seth Rollins again. And this time he is defending the United States Championship against Finn Balor. But before that, we had Dolph Ziggler taking on Austin Theory after Austin Theory cut that promo backstage. Um, And I didn't pick up on this at first, but the commentary um, did. And they said the fact that Austin Theory... Look, he doesn't have his phone with him. He's not taking pictures. And I was like, oh, yeah, he hasn't. And the whole demeanor of theory had changed. Um, he didn't like the fact that he was called boy or yeah, I don't know what they called him. Yeah, I think uh, Goff yeah. called him a
1: kid. But you you, yeah. you were right. I mean, it was close enough.
0: Yeah. So, um, But these two had a – I think this match went 30, 40 minutes. They gave it a lot of time, and it was a very uh... – Dolph Ziggler uh, can have a good match with freaking anybody, I think. To yeah, he's Ziggler so is so
1: underrated. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were both thinking on the same page. <laughs> that, that was good. That was No, go ahead, I'll, I'll let you, that's no, all no, I was gonna no. add. He is just, he is so well-versed, and, and Theory's a great worker, too. I, I think people have just been amazed at his progression early on, going back to NXT, how he's picked up on it, psychology, and I just love the aggression that he shows like Lashley. I think this is the direction obviously they need to go and and they know better than me with wwe i'm talking about
0: yeah i mean obviously with the story that they're telling with theory which is if you give it chance which they're doing now is he's had all these things yeah he's had opportunities given to him yes he's won but the cockiness has got to him because he thought he could cash in on seth and it didn't work and now he's actually kind of suffered a very big loss and everybody keeps in like so guys like dolph ziggler kevin owens you know a month ago or so uh, just over a month ago or so, I've been trying to like say, they're all going, you are good, but you've got like, basically, they don't say it this way, but they're basically going, you are good, but you've got an attitude problem, and you're too cocky, and you're going to get caught out one day, and it's happened, Uh but it's changed Austin theories, not for the better, he's still a heel, um, which I like, a very aggressive, the match I think honestly went about 40 minutes, Tyler, I think. Um, but it didn't I was about feel like it. It went a while. It didn't feel like it. The only reason it made it feel longer was because the ad breaks, um,
1: the actual, yeah, there was a, there was a couple of breaks in there.
0: Yeah. So that's how I know it went roughly 30 ish minutes, maybe a bit more. Um, but yeah, Dolph Ziggler actually won the match via disqualification. Um, but theory, it didn't look like, uh, Ziggler won. put it this way because he put a beating on Ziggler. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think the crowd weren't really um, – they weren't, like, clapping like they normally do. Like, you see him in the crowd, sometimes they still clap regardless. There was a lot of people booing him, which I think is a good thing going forward, yeah, obviously.
1: He, you want him to be uh, reacted to in a negative aspect if he's going to be that heel, that bad guy. And they they were starting to get that. I mean, that that's when you know you're doing something correctly because – a lot of times we, we see these crowds, they differ. Some of them are, are more up and, and energetic and then some are more laid back. And And they were – that was the moment they were getting into it a little bit more. Yeah. Um. So, um. well, before I say
0: what I was about to say because I don't want to give it away, but Finn Balor um, took on Seth Rollins for the United States Championship in the main event. Um and Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, the history there, SummerSlam Universal title. If you've been watching the product, even if you've been keeping one eye on it, you know that Finn Balor became the first ever Universal champion, had to relinquish it the next night because of a shoulder injury, which happened, I think within three or four minutes of the match starting at SummerSlam back then. Um, yeah. So we've kind of had them switch roles to a degree. Not that I wouldn't say Seth was a bad guy back then, but I would say Finn was definitely the favorite, <coughs> excuse me, in that SummerSlam match. Um but yeah it was a dumb, again, I would a tend to mind.
1: agree that yeah Seth was pr- gonna be the favorite uh yeah. I, I like this match man it, it's another dream match I mean that's actually happened uh you know Finn Balor and, and Seth Rollins I love the story they told here uh the only complaint I have and I I meant to bring this up earlier is how many times are we going to use the the broadcast table? My goodness. Yeah. Uh, but but, but the, thing, the story, though, was uh, very well told, as you might expect with these two guys. And then I liked how they told a story with Rollins getting hurt, though. Well, you know, I just got mad at the table. Actually, it helped in this instance. And uh, Seth hurt his abdomen or hand. They, they brought it up on commentary. And Finn attacked the weakness. I, I think that's always important with the whole uh, formula of uh, laying out these matches. And you've got two in-ring generals that offer their own unique uh, stylings that have been so successful and proven commodities that I'm not surprised, I don't think anybody is, that it, it was a not just a good match, this match delivered and then some. Uh,
0: for me, inter- the, yeah, no, it did. Um, I think the for me, just because of the story and all the other BS that came with it, I think the Austin Dolph Ziggler match just, just... Takes the night for me, but the Seth that's not taking anything away from Seth and Finn Balor. It was a pay per view class that that could have been an absolute, you know, they didn't go as long, but even the Austin Theory match and the Dolph Ziggler match could have been a pay per view match, and so could have yeah, been. Yeah, they could have been, they could have been Seth, featuring on a bigger absolutely, show, absolutely. Um, what happens after the bow? Seth does, um, does retain, uh, but uh, after we have Austin Theory making another appearance and. Again, being very aggressive and laying out uh, Seth Rollins. Um,
1: and then He's he tired him. of it. He's like, you think I'm buried, I'm coming back and, and uh, going to get yeah. uh, my vengeance on Seth. He's just got that, um, I think, yeah, going
0: forward, I think it's probably one of the better nights for Theory. Um, You know, I see a lot of people are talking about like, oh, WWE have listened to the crowd and changed it. This could have been the plan the entire time for all we know. You just haven't let it sink in, or let it settle, or let it play out.
1: I think that's that's what it is. It's their plan. It's easy for us to overthink it and, and get mad about uh, certain things. Of course, yeah. And, you know, it's and maybe the Gargano thing. They'll it'll make me look like an idiot, and I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, but I, I just have to go on what I, I appreciate and don't, or or maybe so much. That's not the right wording. What I like and don't like would be more. Yeah, but you uh, react to, you react
0: to it. As it happens sometimes, and that's why we do the show on a no, Wednesday. No, you do because it gives me chance to
1: percolate, <laughs> basically, and have a think. And do you know what? But I, it I, gives I, you time to, uh, you know, uh, be able to think more before we respond so uh, hastily or abruptly. So I think that's a good strategy you have there, and I, I need to learn more about that because I, I gotta be honest. I'll see a match or a segment or a certain uh, wrestling promotion, no matter what it is, and I'll go why in the heck did they do that then like the theory thing it's starting to come to light oh that was uh that's what they always meant to do but that that was the thing all the fans wanted to rush to uh judgment going oh he's uh, they're making him lose all the time I wish theory would have came out and and just uh gave everybody shovels and saying oh you, you <laughs> thought I was buried here you go yeah why don't you bury <laughs> you know go, go have a shovel there you go thank you um I don't know I don't know, yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Uh, it's just a case.
0: Uh, I think mainly it's just, like, I've already said through the show tonight, oh, for goodness sake, just wait. Um, but I think i got more, like, the way people treat... Yes, you want to be World Heavyweight Champion. If you want to be a wrestler, you want to be the heavyweight champion of a company. You want to be carrying the company on your back. You want to be the guy or the girl. But for them to say, why did he cash in for the US title? It's like, how dare you? That title is freaking prestigious. It started back in WCW, you know, um, and it's been around. I think it actually started before WCW, to be totally honest. Now that I think about it, but I know, think it was
1: actually uh, in the NWA Jump yeah, Crockett yeah. promotion. Just
0: as I said that out loud, I realized I may have effed up there. But my point is, it's a prestigious title. It's been around for a long time, and the way people talked about it, you know, they, fans moan about the fact that the IT title doesn't mean much anymore. Didn't at one point, and same with the US title. And when they're, you know making these titles relevant. And, you know, every title is worth something. (laughs) Maybe not the 24-7 title. That's a different story. But generally, a title is, you know, it's a championship, you know? Um, So I just felt a bit peed off by the fact that people were like, oh, I can't believe he cashed in for the US title. Um, They probably don't mean it like that. They probably mean because he should have cashed in for the heavyweight title. But as the story dictates,
1: he tried that. Couldn't get anywhere near Roman. So... And, and he he brought that up during the interview, which I think was good. And I, I would just tell the people, and just like I have to tell myself, so it's not something I, I wouldn't even tell myself. The Eagles have a song, folks, called "Get Over It," and, and I think that's <laughs> how we all could. Uh, if could I could play music that. on this podcast and get away with it, and we were licensed, I would
0: play that. I play you play that tonight and play us out.
1: <laughs> but that, that would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I need to get over some things uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like me and Johnny wrestling and it's not his fault, but it's a segment. I, and I just got to learn to live with it and love it and, and uh, cry at the same time. Oh my well, gosh. I've I think get we can move on from that as long as it moves on next
0: week. And that's the end of it on raw next week. Uh, so, I, don't, I get tired of talking about it. Let's talk about
1: something new, please. Absolutely. Oh, I, I thought Halloween was over. <laughs> they talk about a nightmare. Oh,
0: oh man. right. Well, I think that's it for this week, Tyler. Thank you very much, buddy. Uh, just let oh, you're very welcome. I always, app- I, I know, mate, I'm enjoying doing the shows with you on a Wednesday. I'm hoping people are enjoying them as well. Um, oh, me as well. Uh, I mean,
1: it's a it's a lot of fun.
0: I know. I thank you, and obviously, I know some of your eagle eye viewers are going to be. Well, you didn't do Superstar Focus. We have got a winner, by the way. Uh, Becky Lynch won. Tyler beat me yet again on the old Twitter poll. I, I can't help it,
1: man. When, when you're on a roll, you
0: are. On I mean, a roll you're, just, you're, you're, you're a winner. right? You're undefeated on pay-per-views at the moment. And as it stands, you're undefeated on polls. Uh, but uh, Becky Lynch won with 52.4% of the vote. We will do the superstar focus next week. We wanted to talk about Eddie Guerrero because it's been 17 years.
1: And it just felt like we had to talk about Eddie Guerrero Yeah, this week. We, we've got to pay our respects because being the anniversary, I'm so glad that you reminded me too because I would read up Stuff on Eddie, and and it it just didn't hit me, is what I'm trying to say. So anytime we get to reminisce about the late great Eddie Guerrero, I welcome that. Absolutely,
0: uh, yeah. Follow the show at In the Corner WWE on Twitter. Email the show at in the corner WWE at gmail dot com. Tyler, where can we find you on the old Twitterverse? I
1: know you gave it out earlier, but let's just uh, do it again.
0: <laughs> at the end. Uh, of the sure. Show.
1: Uh, you can find me at dustintyler Tyler eighty six on Twitter, and uh, I'm also. When you're, I'm not in the corner with Benny Mack on this great show. I'm writing for WrestleBuddy and GigBuddy.com, and also I'm, I'm on the Rewind Wrestling Radio podcast, standing strong with Waylon Myers. I'm also on another show as part of the SJP World Media Network back when with uh, Danny and Tyler. So I, I'm on a couple shows now and, and very uh, fortunate to uh, be joined by some friends over across the pond in the UK and, uh, it's as always a blast, my friend. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, you can follow myself, like I said, at In the Corner WWE for this show,
0: and myself at Benny Mack B E Triple N Y M A C K on Twitter. Um, and that is it for this week's uh, show. I very much appreciate everybody listening, Tyler. Once again, I will see you next Wednesday for some more In the Corner. We got to Bloody yeah, hell, we look got, to it. We got uh, we got our uh, War Games predictions to be coming up next week as well as well as Raw. So going to be a busy That's show next no Wednesday. Thank you very much, Tyler. And thank you, everybody. Oh,
1: Oh, you're very welcome.
0: For listening to the SJP World Media Network and especially this show at In The Corner. I am Benny Mac and we'll see you all again. Well, I'll see you actually on Sunday, ladies and gents. See you soon.